0: Previously on Wormwood, Wayne Drexel, Tom Bradley, Chip Drexel, and Dale Lighthouse have come together to get to the bottom of the strange happenings in Wormwood, including the deaths of Lamora Haskell and Pete Menno and the strange case of Wendy Riley. of a drowned woman, Dr. Xander Crow has found himself trapped in the mysterious town of Wormwood, a prisoner within the old house atop the hill. Now, as secrets are revealed, and horror becomes undeniable, sinister new shadows have begun to creep across this strange town, lost forever at the crossroads of darkness and fate. Welcome to Wormwood. Episode 21, He Who Forgiveth All, Part 2. Written by Rob Allspaw
1: I don't even know where to begin. Chip, did you believe her? Did you believe what Wendy just told us? As a matter of fact, I did, Tom.
2: After I saw the damage and heard her story, it's a classic possession.
3: Chip, we need your help. This town needs your help. Your town.
2: My town? My town hasn't exactly welcomed me with open arms.
1: Maybe it's because you walked in with a chip on your shoulder, looking for a payback for something that happened a long time ago. Tom, please. (sighs) Look, Chip, I get it. This is your area. There, There is something... Wrong. I mean, really wrong with this town, and I don't know how to fix it. I need your help.
2: Okay. You have our help. What? Fine. Tom, Sheriff Bradley, I want to apologize for my behavior in there. It was unprofessional.
1: Oh, Chip, I'm sorry, too. I shouldn't have gone off on you the way I did. Now, tell me what you saw in there. Wendy had suffered
2: severe emotional trauma, as well as significant damage to her nervous system. During the course of our investigations into this area, our agency has discovered that when we find a living vessel, nine times out of ten, they are aware of the possession, but can do nothing to stop it. This demon has psychically, emotionally, and physically raped her, and she probably felt the pleasure of the demon as she did these things. Good lord. It's not pretty, I think she is actively blocking it, but it will come back sooner or later. Oh, that poor girl. That's not even the worst of it. In many cases of demonic possession, the host body actually begins to die, unable to cope with the devastating effects of the possession. Wendy's legs exhibited signs of
1: necrosis.
2: And that's... Dead tissue, like, um, you know, like going gangrene.
1: Hmm, that, that matches the autopsy report on Pete Menno. It's almost like, like he was decomposing before he was killed. How did this happen? Did Wendy live alone?
3: Yes. Her house is about three or four blocks away. It's near where I get my coffee. Let's do it. (laughs) Ugh. Ugh. What the heck?
1: Wendy was hospitalized after we found her at Menno's. I guess no one's been back here, but... This doesn't smell like spoiled milk in the fridge. It's death. Human.
3: All right, where do we look first? Try the back
2: bedroom. Somewhere very private and safe.
1: Good Lord, what, what is all this? Symbols and candles. And... Oh, God, is that blood?
3: There's a dead animal over here, Sheriff. Looks like a cat.
2: Interesting. Here in the closet, satanic ritual mm-hmm. altar either Wendy was communing with the demon when it possessed her, or the demon was using the altar to continue to communicate with other demons. But but why?
1: Oh, Jesus. No. No. Not not any more of this. More? You were right, Wayne. You were right about everything.
3: This doesn't seem like a government experiment. No, not
1: that part. I mean about the conspiracy. And I think I... I think I know who's at the center of it. Something's under the bed. What is it?
3: anyone we know? Vagrant. Jonesy?
1: No, it's not Jonesy. I saw him in the dumpster behind the station.
3: Hmm. Sulfur sulfate.
1: Sulfur sulfate? What's that got to do with anything?
2: Take a deep breath with your nose, Tom.
1: You can smell anything over that body?
2: Just try. It's important.
1: <laughs> oh, God! Oh, I smell it. It burns and it... Oh, it's uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, it does that.
1: What, have you seen this before? Yes, yes, we have. What is it? Demon. Mm -hmm. So, Wendy was possessed by a demon? A real demon? I used to think that stuff only happened in the movies. Honestly, Tom, I
2: think we're only scratching the surface here. In all my time with the SNSA, I've never seen a town as psychically active as Wormwood. I guess that shouldn't surprise me given some of
1: the suppressed memories I've recently recalled. Chip, uh, listen, this possession, does it usually start with a, a cult, like a, a weird satanic cult thing?
2: It's not impossible. Usually satanic cults are made up of frustrated urbanites looking for kids. But on occasion, someone calls up something pretty bad. Why, do you have any cult activity in town?
1: Uh, and... and uh, uh, so, so what, what's that business with the sulfur? It's not really
2: sulfur sulfate. It's your mind's way of compensating for something of that nature. Demons give off an offensive smell to earthbound beings. We don't know what that smell really is, so our brains and olfactory sense tells us it is sulfur, since we know what that is.
1: Well, I, I just had a phone call with Dr. Naughton over in Lyonsville, and he told me Pete's body had that same smell... The tests were inconclusive. Same thing?
2: More than likely.
1: Well, he also said that Pete was killed by a sword through the throat. Now, does that ring any bells? Not really, but it wouldn't be that unusual. Dale?
3: I got nothing.
1: Well, why the body, then? Why why did it kill this guy? And why did Wendy get possessed? Honestly, I'm not sure.
2: Wendy could have been mixed up in something, or... Or maybe the victim here was actually the previous host. What we need to do is determine why this demon possessed Wendy,
1: and possibly Menno. And who killed him. And why? Well, where do we go from here? I think we need
2: to see where you found the bodies. I think our questions will be answered.
1: Well, then we gotta go to Pete Menno's place.
2: This Menno's car? Yeah, why? That car almost ran us off the road when we were driving up to the lake. A man was driving. It may, it may have been Wendy in the passenger seat. Later that night, we had discovered a bloody froth on the shore of the lake. Almost as if something had frenzied and fed.
1: Oh, great. Now
3: I've got to deal with a monster in the lake, too? It's entirely possible. There's definitely a monster in the lake. What? I was there. At the lake. After... I found her body.
2: Whose body? The body that created the bloody foam?
3: Yes. She was half in the water, and there was something trying to crawl out of her. I trapped it. I took it to Crow to confront him with it. I was so sure that he had something to do with Lamora's death. But now I realize it was Pete and the Wendy demon. Wendy the demon. Pete the... Demon lover. Oh my god. Man, demon love? It's nefarious. Insidious. Wayne!
1: Wayne, keep it together, son. I need you.
3: You fired me. And you were right. I've screwed everything up, Tom. I was wrong about Crow and wrong about Lynette.
1: Wayne, listen. You weren't wrong, son. You. You were right about. about Lynette. That's what I was trying to tell you earlier. There's stuff that you and these boys don't know yet. The altar, the rituals, the secrets and lies. And now, God, to think Pete and Wendy were in on it too? God, I think the whole town might be against us. Wayne, the whole godforsaken
2: town. Let's not jump to conclusions yet, Sheriff. Wayne, what exactly did you take to Crow?
3: It was a worm or a a parasite of some kind. Like Dr. Crow, I could tell.
2: Does he still have it?
3: I don't know, maybe. He seemed taken with it.
1: Oh, Jesus, I saw Crow. He's. He's not the same as he was. Oh, could I have been wrong about him, too?
2: Crow's a bastard, Tom. But I'm not convinced. Let's check the house. Dale, give me a scan, will you?
1: Gotcha. Well, what do you think?
2: I don't know yet. But I feel like I have seen this before, somewhere else. Wayne, what do you have there?
3: Weird necklace. Wayne, those are rosary beads. Catholics use those. Still weird. Chip, I've got sulfur sulfate and ammonia. Plus, add an orange image to the mix.
1: Huh. Dale, come check these out. There were a lot of books and papers knocked around in the struggle when Menno was killed.
2: These, Tom, are very specific papers. What do you make of this, Dan?
3: Greek. Old stuff. What is it, Chip? Exorcism.
2: Affirmative. Tom, what we're looking at here are what appears to be handwritten notes cobbled together. Someone tried to perform an exorcism here. That may be whoever killed your doctor. These are really all over the place. I, I think we can expect that it didn't go well. Someone with the tools, but not
1: the training. The tools, but not the training... I think we may have a witness to what happened here. Let's go.
2: Let me get this straight. The Church of the St. Theophilus, the penitent?
1: Yes. Wayne, I reach into the glove box and pull out that bag. Sure, Tom.
2: Father Callahan?
1: No, 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 no. He passed away a while ago. Sister George took up his duties.
2: Sister? As in nun?
3: Tom, what's this?
1: Your badge and gun, Wayne. I need my deputy back. More important, I need my friend back. Okay?
3: Thank you, Sheriff. Thank you.
1: No, thank you, Deputy Drexel. No, Chip, (laughs) she wasn't a nun. She was a member of, of Callahan's congregation. But when Callahan died, she took up his mantle. She even wore a priest's collar. But Catholic doctrine wouldn't... Oh, come on, Chip. You grew up here. Wormwood's got its own way of doing things. No, the Catholic Church didn't know about Mary... Uh, or Sister George. They were just going to let the church close up. Sister George reopened it in her own style. Folks took to it. Why not? She preaches a good message. And you think Sister George performed the exorcism? Oh, well, she's as good a candidate as any. Why not? Thanks, Dale. Uh, Chip, I've been thinking about the past... Uh, an awful lot these last couple of days. I, I need to apologize to you. About the way I treated you back in high school. You were a good friend, and I treated you like dirt. I'm not proud of myself. Sorry. What about the party? Chip, I had nothing to do with the party. If I remember correctly, I wasn't even in town on that the night it happened. I don't recall you leaving. Oh, I left after our blow-up in the library. You knew I'd gotten that scholarship to Oregon, right? Yes, yeah, so... Well, it was a football scholarship. There was a freshman symposium in Tempe, Arizona that weekend. Some jackass screwed up the date, and a lot of freshmen had to miss graduation or grad night.
3: You're that Tom Bradley? Oregon State? Yeah, I was, way back when. What, did you play? Nose tackle. Arizona. I planted you a few times.
1: <laughs> I don't doubt it. A lot of defenses planted me. Our, our front line wasn't very
3: good. Chip, I was at the same symposium. You were? Yes, I think it's time to let go. Tom had nothing to do with that party. I... I
2: think so, too. I'm, I'm... I'm I'm, sorry, too, Tom.
3: What happened to you, Tom? I know you tore up your knees, but that shouldn't have kept you out of the pros. You were pretty good.
2: How come you never talked to me like that?
3: You know my
1: every thought, honey. Well, my dad died in my freshman year. Lynette and I had just gotten hitched, and we struggled to keep afloat in Oregon. Two kids, newly married, and trying to get an education. It was right before my junior year, I, I tore up my knee in practice. And my mom got real sick. We came home. Lynette got a job in the library. I had a criminal justice degree, almost finished, and then the sheriff hired me to be his deputy. When he got killed on the job, I took over.
3: I'm sorry. No,
1: there's nothing to be sorry about. It's just life. You know, sometimes, though, it feels like events have been designed just to keep me here in Wormwood. All right, we're here. All right, now... You fellas let me talk with Sister George, all right?
3: Yes, Sheriff.
2: Tom, something's hinky
1: here. I can feel it. Not right. Do you know what it is? Or is it just a feeling?
2: Instinct and experience, Tom. I can tell. Let's be real careful here.
1: Got it. Peggy Nolan? What are you doing here? Where, where, where have you been? Where were Rachel and Dexter?
4: Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Tom, it's you. I'm so sorry. I, I am so sorry, Tom.
1: <laughs> what are you sorry about? Where have you been? Sister George, what's happening here? Why... Honey, why are you wearing a nun's outfit? What happened to the priest's collar?
4: Sheriff Bradley, I'm so glad you're here. Peggy appeared here, asking for sanctuary. Peggy?
1: What's going on? You had disappeared. We thought you took Dexter away to deal with Rachel's disappearance. Where are your kids, Peggy? Did you, did you find Rachel? Uh, uh,
4: Rachel's dead, Tom. We, we killed her. We fed her to the demon!
1: Peggy, I need you to come with me.
4: No, Tom, no, no, no. I'm safe here. You're in on it, aren't you? Oh oh, you and Lynette. Yes, you You can't take me back. Brent! That thing! That thing! Uh, Brent? Uh, You
1: found Brent too? uh, What the hell? Peggy. Please, I need you to come with me. I'm not the enemy, I swear it. I believe you. The woman is welcome here in the house of the Lord. We will watch over her. Now, who in the hell, uh, heck, are you? Father?
4: Tom, this is Elias Grail. Bishop Elias Grail. He's come to reopen the church. To bring redemption to Wormwood. Isn't this wonderful?
1: Oh, I don't know, darling. I thought you were doing a fine job yourself.
4: No, no, it wasn't right. But now, in the light of God's grace...
1: Leave Mrs. Nolan to us, Sheriff. Now, with all due respect, Your Holiness, we've got a few things that need answering here.
4: Bishop Grail's only trying to help Tom. Oh, I'm sure
1: he is, but... But, Peggy, you're going to have to come with me for a bit, okay?
4: No! No! Wait! Tom! Tom! Jonathan! Jonathan, get her!
1: What? He's in on this, too? Oh Christ! All my, uh, sorry, your worshipness.
4: Yes, no, 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 John. He, he, he got us free from Lynette and the beast wearing Brent's body. <laughs>
1: the, what? He,
4: he's got a plan, a crazy plan. He wants us to turn Jacob over to Brent for his safety. He wants to sacrifice his own son the way I was forced to do with my children. Oh, God, will my poor Dexter ever be the
1: same? Sheriff, really, I
2: must insist.
1: Father, interrupt me again and I'll have my deputy arrest you for obstruction of justice. Now do I make myself clear?
4: Sheriff, please.
1: Leave it, sister. Peggy, what on earth is going on here? Brent's still in town and he he wants to do something to Jacob? Look, I don't understand this at all. Jacob disappeared, and so did Brent.
4: Oh, he's at the Tibbard house. That's where Jonathan went.
1: Christ, why does it always come back to that place, doesn't it? All right, all right, listen to me, Peggy. Tom,
4: Tom, please. Get John Kidder. He'll explain it all. He'll explain about Brent and Lynette and Hawk. Look, I'm not
1: leaving you alone until I get to the bottom of this. Oh. Wayne... Take the car and go check out the Tibbert house and see if Jonathan Kitt is there. And Jacob, Jacob too for that matter. But Wayne, stay away from Crow if at all possible. I don't need you two mixing it up tonight.
3: Roger that, Sheriff. On my way.
2: Dale, I'm going to go with Wayne. He may need backup.
3: I'll go. You sure? I am. Run a scan on George and Grail. Rail's the one who killed Minnow.
2: He's big enough.
3: Instincts and experience. And they're always dead on.
2: I love you. You know that, right? I know. Now go and be safe.
3: Dale? Yes? Can I ask you a question? Sure. You told Chip you loved him. Is Chip... Are you two? Well, what am I trying to ask is- We're gay. Oh. That's... (laughs) That's... Great. Wayne, relax. Your cousin is a fine man. We love each other. I know, I just haven't seen him for so long. When he left suddenly, I... I was hurt because he never said goodbye. I missed him so much. What happened to him? He should tell you, but he won't. He's trying to protect me, just like he did now by sending you with me. He thinks I'm some sort of scared kid again. No. He's proud of you. He is? Yes, Wayne. Being gay is. difficult, at the best of times. And in a small town, it's even worse. Like most gay teenagers, Chip had a rough experience coming out to someone. Tom? Was it Tom? Chip should tell you this, but yes, it was Tom. He's not to blame, though. Tom had a normal reaction. Not a rational one, but normal. Chip scared him by coming out, and Tom reacted. But that wasn't what drove Chip away. Jesus Christ! Wayne, pull over now! Dale, what is it? Quickly, out of the car. Grab the shotgun. Where's my bag? Here, what's going on? Wayne, it is critical you follow me and do what I say. Do you understand? You need to follow my orders. Our lives depend on it. Yes, I understand. What's going on? I just saw a demon tear apart someone near that house. If I'm correct, that's a level four. That's very bad. Could be causing all the trouble in Wormwood. There, you see it? Oh my god, is that? Can you ID the victim? Is it Kidder? Oh, oh god, yeah. Yeah, that's Jonathan Kidder, all right. Poor guy, even if he was a devil worshiper. Wayne, listen, I'm gonna need your help. Open my bag. Okay. See that thing? It's like a big metal cuff attached to some kind of metallic ball. What are these, lights? And the inscriptions? Is this some kind of high-tech ball and chain gizmo? Something like that, yeah. We can subdue this thing right now. That's a special emergency containment. Emits a special etheric frequency that disorients the demon's sharply enhanced senses and induces a sort of containment coma. We need to get that on the demon and then trap him inside the circle of salt. You got all that? Yes, sir. Good. Salt's in the bag. Got it. Okay, on my mark. Here, take this. Shotguns loaded with iron should hurt the demon slow it down. I'm gonna get in position and then tackle that thing and slap on the ECU. Roger that! Ready? Go! Come on, devil boy. You can
4: do better than that.
3: We're cleaning up this town I right here. You're the key. Yes! We did it! We did it, Dale! Good job, Wayne. Good job. You make a fine agent. Yeah? You think? I do. So, uh, what do we do now? Go to the cruiser. Radio chip. We'll need to call our CEO and have him send up transport. The ECU will work for a bit. But we're going to need to get this thing back to SNSA holding facility. On it! Alright, let's get you in a circle of salt. Like that.
5: There we go. You're not supposed to be here. What? Who are you? I might ask the same question of you. You're not a part of the plan.
3: What the hell's wrong with your neck, man?
5: Oh, an old punch drunk snapped it. Tossed me in the quarry. I got better.
3: Reanimated corpse? What are you? Not zombie.
5: I'm something you can't contain as easily as my pet. Break the circle. Give him back to me and I spare your life. No way.
3: All right, Chip and Tom are on their way. Should be here in a few... What the heck, Firebrand Saunders?
5: Sorry, Wayne. Time to... No, Wayne! Oh. Uh. <coughs> I was going to start by spilling the little one's guts. You'll have to do.
3: No, Dale! No! You're gonna pay!
5: We're not ready for this. I'm sorry, my pet. Another day, I must away. Who
3: are you.
5: Oh, my friend. I'm well beyond anything you could ever imagine. I'm playing the final moves of a game I've played since the war in heaven. I'm five steps ahead of every move you could possibly make. Now, do me a favor, mortal, and die already.
2: Dale, Dale, no. Oh, oh my God, baby, no, no. What did it do to you?
5: Oh.
1: Oh my God, is that a, is that really a demon? Is that what, oh Christ, no, is that what my wife is responsible for? Dale,
2: baby, Dale, Dale it's Chip. Can you hear me? Please, Dale, Dale, please wake, wake him up.
5: Chip, I, I'm sorry.
2: Oh no, you, you got it. You got the demon and you, and you saved Wayne too. You did it, Special Agent Lighthouse.
3: No... No... Not... Don't
2: you die on me, Special Agent Dale Lighthouse! Don't you die on me!
3: I love... ...you.
1: Dale! Dale! No! No! No!
0: Wormwood Crossroads is produced and distributed by Habit Forming Films, LLC and features the cast of season two characters. Arthur Russell as Dr. Xander Crow, Sonia Perozzi as Sparrow and Rachel Nolan, Scott Olenek as Jacob Kidder, Nicole Rayburn as Harmony Barrister and Nurse Wendy, Rob Grindlinger as Sheriff Tom Bradley, Cedric Bloomington and Don Marino, Anna Maganini as Lynette Bradley, Peggy Nolan, and Commander McQueen. Chris Blaylock, as Dr. Pete Menno. Peter Dirksen, as Jimmy Details and Jonesy. Dave Johnston, as Wayne Drexel, Jonathan Kidder, and Dale Lighthouse. Ben Bootman, as Chip Drexel, Mr. Carrefour, and Bishop Grail. Robert W. Allen, as Special Agent Voitech, Joy Venides, as Sister George. Zachary Folks as Brent Saunders. Andrew Ramirez, as Dexter Nolan. Rory Nickars as Deidre Frost and Emily Saunders. Joe J. Thomas as Hank Mason, Bob Gildenstern and your announcer. Additional voices provided by the talented cast. Original music compositions by Todd Hodges. The Wormwood writing staff includes David Acampo, Jeremy Rogers, Jeremiah Allen, Rob Allspaugh, Tiffany K. Whitney, and Rick Beta Jr. Wormwood created by David Acampo and Jeremy Rogers. Copyright 2008, Habit Forming Films, LLC. Wormwood is a serialized podcast drama and cannot be distributed in part or whole outside of the podcast format without written consent from the creators. For more information on the cast, creators, and individual episode credits, please visit www.wormwoodshow.com. Thank you for listening, and welcome to town.
2: Let let me get this straight. The Church of the St. Theophilus the
0: Penitent... <laughs>
1: the
2: not the way, the way you say it not,
1: not the way you say it no the
0: penitent